Well, we're so thankful to be here today, coming to you by the way of live stream here on Facebook. We're so thankful that God has blessed us with this ability. Even in times like this, that we can come and we can offer the Word of God by live streaming and things of this nature. Uh, I'm so thankful for my technical staff and my staff here at the church that has worked so hard to put this together today so we could come into your home and try to be a blessing to you with the Word of God. I asked you for the next few moments, if you would, to pray. I've, I've been so overwhelmed ever since I've come in the building, just thinking about the presence of the Lord. I miss my people being here physically, but I can feel your presence as we stand here to bring the Word of God. And I want you to begin to pray right now for those that will be watching. Uh, maybe there's somebody there that don't know the Lord, and this would be a great opportunity, a great time. For you to trust him. Listen what the word of God has to say to us today. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn to John chapter 11. Is where the Lord spoke into my spirit this week. And gave me this message. A long time ago he gave me this title. And I preached a message on this title. And then God revealed it to me again. That he wanted me to preach this title again. A complete different message. But uh, sometimes they'll let me use a title maybe twice or, or every now and again. But uh, I think it's fitted for this time and what we're going through as a nation. I know it's uncertain times right now and you really don't know what's going to happen next. But I know we can trust God's word and what it means to us in our lives. So let's look at John chapter 11 and we'll start here in the first verse. The Bible says, Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with anointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he had heard this, uh, when he heard this, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, said he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. Let us pray. Father, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you'd speak through the stammering lips this morning. And God, that your word will go out plainly, and it'll penetrate the hearts of men and women boys and girls that'll be listening to this live broadcast. And Lord, that you'll make a difference in their life today. Change them for all eternity, and we'll give you the praise for it all. For we ask it in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Look on over here in verse 17 of the same chapter. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave for four days already. 
Now Bethany was nigh to Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off, which is about almost two miles. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hath been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, bless his holy name, Thy brother shall rise again. Bless his holy name tonight, this morning. I love him. Listen, Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. I love these next two verses. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? I'm telling you today that if we'll believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and that price that was paid on the cross of Calvary, you can live today. I'm telling you, you're a dead man, a dead woman walking this morning if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I'm glad that I come to know Him a long time ago as my personal Savior. And He brought me alive. I was dead before Him that day. But I, when He spoke to my heart and I give my heart to Him, He made me alive in Him. And I've been alive ever since. I praise Him today. Even those that die out in this life right now, that know Jesus Christ is their personal Savior. I'm glad that they only die one time and that's on an altar. But I'm glad that when a child of God uh, passes from this life, this old earthly tabernacle dies, but that spirit goes to be with the Lord never to die ever again. And I praise the Lord for that tonight, this morning. But I want to tell you, I want to preach a message entitled, He's an on-time God. Today, He's an on-time God. Here we see in this chapter, Lazarus is a personal friend of Jesus. He's sick and dying, and Martha and Mary have sent word to Jesus for him to come. And he's waited four days to come, and they have felt in their heart he's waited too late. And maybe you feel in your life with this coronavirus and all the trouble that's in the world, you might say, where's God in all of this? Is He too late? Is He not going to answer our prayers? I'm going to tell you this morning, He's an all-time God. He's going to answer our prayers. He's meeting the needs of the people even right now. We might not see it. It may look like a terrible time. But I'm telling you, God is in control this morning. He knows what you and I need. And I love Him why? Because He first loved me. He holds the breath of my life in His hands right now. He knows what you and I lead. But I praise Him today for what He's doing here at Vickers Chapel. I praise Him for what He's doing in your home, in my home, in the home down the road, in the home up the road. I'm glad God is at work this morning in your life and mine. We just need to trust Him. Why? Because He's an old time God. That's why we need to trust Him. Amen. We can praise Him this morning. He's worthy of it. He's in control. 
I mean, you watch the news, it looks like things are out of control. We don't know what decisions to make. We don't know if the stores will be open tomorrow. They've closed the restaurants already. They'll probably start rationing things. I don't know what will happen, but I do know one thing. God is in control, and he'll be on time, on time, on time, every time. Amen. He is. Number one, I'm glad he is. <laughs> I'm glad that he is this morning. He is what I need. He is what you need this morning. I don't need another loaf of bread. I don't need another pack of toilet paper. I need him this morning is what I need in my life. Bless his holy name. I got to thinking about who he was and what he is. And I got to looking at the scriptures and they begin to speak to me. I want to tell you this morning, when there seems to be no hope, he's an on-time God. When there seems to be no comfort, he's an on-time God. When your heart is full of fear, I'm glad he's an on-time God. When there's no joy, he's still an on-time God. And even when death comes calling, he'll still be an on-time God. That's a kind of God that we serve this morning. Whatever you need, he can be your own time God this very morning. You may be full of fear. Your children's full of fear. You don't know what to do, but you need to trust the Lord and pray and ask God to help you, comfort you, give you wisdom. This is the time as God's people that we need to stand on faith and stand on his word and believe him for what his word said. He said, I've never seen uh, my seed begging for bread. He'll make a way where there is no way if we'll trust him this morning. But our problem is, is we don't want to trust him. We want to see what we can do about it. We can't do nothing about what's going on. This is one time. It's out of our hands. We can't, we can't work it up. We can't go out and do more work. We can't figure it out. We just have to walk by faith that God is going to protect our families and protect each other. We know that the Bible says in the last day, perilous times would come. Fearful times. Men's hearts would fail them because of fear. You don't think people ain't afraid right now? We've been praying. I've been talking to some brothers. And this nation's been needing revival for a long time. God's going to get their attention one way or the other. We thought it might be about a nuclear strike or cutting off the internet and all these things would get the world's attention. But I'm glad that God's got their attention now. I've already heard them around the world hollering. We need to pray. We need to trust the Lord. We need to see God in all this. But I'll tell you what, God's not a spare tire. You just can't put him on when you need him. I'll tell you what, we need him all the days of our life, every day that we live. We need God this morning in our life. Even when trouble comes, we need God. I'm glad that he is. <laughs> he's everything that I need. Amen. And he's everything that you need, brothers. He's what we need this morning. We need the Lord in our life. He's my comfort. He's my joy. He's my strength. He's what I need this morning. Number two, I'm glad he will. <laughs> he ain't just he is, but he will. He will. He'll do exceedingly abundantly above anything we could think or ask. Amen. Over in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the Bible says, There hath no temptation taken you, but is such as common unto man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation, listen, 
But will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to what? Bear it. God, even through this temptation of fear and doubt of what's going on, we want to run, we want to we stock up, we want to get all that we can get to take care of our families. But I'll tell you what, you don't need to be afraid. Just trust God and He'll make a way. Well, is God just going to drop it out of the sky to us? No. But He ain't going to let His children go hungry. I've never went hungry in all these years that I've lived. 50 years upon this earth, I've never went without a meal. I've been a blessed man. They've been a lot of people hungry without food. Does that mean that God don't love them? No, he'll make a way for everybody. But there's one thing we need to do. we got to seek him first. Matthew 6 and 33, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. That's what we need to be doing, church. We need to be seeking the Lord first in our life. Even through this sickness, we need to be seeking the Lord. And God will meet our needs according to His will. That reminds me of the Scripture there. Let me read that one more time to you. Verse 4 there in chapter 11. When Jesus heard that, heard that He said, listen what He said, This sickness is not unto death. But I like this part, our, the next part. But for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. I'm going to tell you what, Brother Mark, I'm going to give you a little rose this morning. I wrote Connor's name right out by that scripture right there. I've been praying for Connor. God touch him and help him. And I'm glad this sickness is not unto death, but it's for the glory of God. I don't know why that Connor was born in this life of muscular dystrophy and why he's got to go through all that he's going through. But I'm glad he's got a mommy and daddy that love the Lord and is trusting the Lord. And they know that he is this morning. And he'll make a way where there is no way. When the doctors tell him the medicine don't work no more, they'll be trusting God. And that's what we need to do in this today. We need to trust God even through this sickness, even though they ain't come up with a vaccine or a cure. I know who the cure is. I know who the vaccine maker is. He can take care of the coronavirus virus if you'll trust him. Amen. You will say, well, there's people dying that love the Lord. You know what that is? There's another portion of scripture that talks about that. It's once appointed unto man to die, and after this, the judgment. You and I are going to leave out of here one day, and the Cronus might take us out. But if it does, bless his holy name, we're securing God. We'll be in heaven when we get out of here one day after a while. It may be sooner than later. You might be sitting in the comfort of your home this morning. Everything may be fine. You had your breakfast. Everything is wonderful. You're right back in the recliner watching this service, and that's wonderful. I hope that you are this morning. But I'll tell you what, the death angel could visit you right in your recliner where you sit. I'm telling you what, it's an appointed time that we're going to leave out of here. Here, Martha and Mary, their hearts are broken. They know that they love Jesus. He's a dear friend of theirs, and Lazarus and him had been big buddies, and they loved each other. And Jesus held off from coming so the glory of God could be revealed. And that could happen in your life. You may say, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and nothing has happened. Well, hang on. The glory of God is coming. He knows what you need. He knows what I need. 
Our, our want sometimes, asking God to do something, may not be His will. Did you ever think of that? Did you ever think about that this morning? A lot of times when our loved ones get sick, we'll pray ourselves to death. Lord, let them get better. Let them get better. Lord, let them live. Let them live. Lord, let them live. You know why? Because we want to hold on like this. As long as we can touch and feel it and see it, we, we can believe and say, I'm going to trust God because I can get a hold of that. But there's times you've got to walk by faith and trust God. Now, this is one time right here in America and what we're going through that we're having to trust God by faith. There's no sickness. There's no medicine that will fix it. They ain't doctors can fix it and nurses. They ain't hospitals that can fix it. Only has got the answer is the Lord this morning. He's the only one that has got the answer. Isaiah 43, the Bible says, Behold, I will do a new thing. <laughs> I love this when I read it. I Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Right now, we feel like we're in the wilderness and we're in the desert places. We don't have the answers. We don't know the direction. But God said, I'll make a river run right through your desert. <laughs> I'll even bring you out of the wilderness when you get in it and you get lost and don't know where you're at. I'll show you the way out of that. I'm telling you, God knows the way out of this sickness this morning, brothers. He knows what we stand in need of. But I'll tell you what he's looking for. He's looking for some people to walk by faith and trust him instead of trying to walk by sight. Amen. That's what God wants this morning. For us to walk by faith. When I was reading this, I thought, here's Mary and Martha. And they have physically watched their brother die. And as he's died, they have done what they're supposed to do. They've went ahead and wrapped him in the grave clothes. They've done the ceremony. They've sung the sad songs. They've wept all the way to the tomb. They've laid the body in the ground. They've rolled the stone at the door. They've walked away crying, brokenhearted, wondering where's God at in all of this. This was his good friend. Why ain't he here to help him? They even through this, some of you that maybe have sickness in your home right now, and you'd say, where's God in all this? I, would, I want my child to be better. I want my husband, my wife to be better. I just don't understand. If you'll hang on a little while, hang on, he's an all-time God. He's going to meet your need. He's going to supply every need according to his riches in glory in his time. That's how he's going to do it. He's not going to do it in your time. He's going to do it in his time. Martha and Mary was heartbroken. And they didn't know what to do. <laughs> and you know, even Martha, she said, Lord, if you'd have been here. She was upset. You and I would have been the same way. Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. We wouldn't have had to go to the funeral home and Go through all that mess. You could have stopped that and I wouldn't be so broken hearted. And he just looked at her and said, would you just believe for a minute? She said, Lord, I know whatever you'd ask God, he'll do it. 
He looked right at her and said, would you believe? Would you just trust me for a minute? That's what he's doing this morning. He's asking you all, would you trust me for a moment? Would you believe for just a moment? I am in total control of this thing. I tell him here at the church and everybody I meet, I don't watch the news. And if you do, I'm not kicking against you. It's good to know what's going on and try to keep up with things. But, you know, when I watch it, it bothers my spirit because there's so much bickering and fighting and, and, and raping and killing, and it's just bad news, bad news, bad news. And time I get done watching it, I, I'm, lower, I'm low as I can go. And it just bothers me, so I just, I just keep it off. Every now and again, it'll come on a little bit here and there, and, and it's just like, whew, it brings me down. And I'll say, Lord, I don't know what to do, but I'm just going to trust you. You know, I've seen times when my daughter's been so sick, we've given her medicine, we've took her to the doctors, we've done everything we know to do. Me and my wife would get together, and, and we just kneel by the bed, and lay our hands on her and say, God... We give her to you a long time ago. She belongs to you. And we're just going to trust you for her healing. And that's where we'd leave it. We get done praying and we say, God, it's yours. You take care of it. No, she didn't. Wham, come out of it just like that and everything was better. But over a process, she got better. She started feeling better. She started doing better through that process. And that's the way God works a lot of time. He'll work through the process. If he'll bring you to it, he'll bring you through it. Amen. I've heard that so much this week. It spoke to my heart. If he brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. I'm telling you today, don't be afraid. If you get this virus, you trust God. If my family gets this virus, we're going to trust God. We're going to stay quarantined. We're going to do what the doctors say. We're going to try to do what's right. We don't know. I'm glad we've tested. We're, we, we've been negative. We're not positive for it. But that doesn't mean tomorrow we won't be. It don't mean next week we won't be. But you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to trust God. Why? Because he's an on-time God. He knows what we stand in need of. I'm not afraid of my brothers and my sisters and, and people. I'm not afraid. I'm trusting God. But I am trying to follow my government's mandates. I'm trying to do what they asked us to do. I, I've, been, I've been ridiculed for not having service today. I would have been ridiculed if I'd have had service today. I didn't matter which decision you make as a pastor. They're going to come against you. They're not going to like it. I'm going to tell all you pastors out there, you stand on the word of God and he'll bless you for it. A lot of times the people won't understand. But we have to do what's right. We have to use wisdom in this thing. And that's the reason we're doing what we're doing. God has given us the capability and the knowledge to have this internet service. And that's why we're having it today. And we're trying to help you with that. Isaiah 54, 7. Listen. Listen, listen. I'd mark this in my Bible. I'd circle it. I'd highlight it. And when the devil shows up and tells you, you can't overcome it and you can't make it through it, you poke his uh, ugly nose in this book and you show him this scripture. The Bible says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage. Listen, listen. This is the heritage 
of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Is that not a promise or what? Is that not a promise he's going to get us through this? God's going to make a way. He's going to help his people. And I know he'll, he'll make a way for us. No weapon, not even the coronavirus, can do anything to God's people. Well, so-and-so so died from it. Well, if they know the Lord as their personal Savior, <laughs> no weapon was formed against them. They're in heaven with the Lord. Amen. See, we brothers, we hold on to this natural flesh. What we can touch and feel, sis. That's what we're holding on to. But we don't need to hold on to that. We need to trust Him. I don't want to die no faster than anybody else does. But I know if I do, I've got a home in heaven. What about you today? We've got a home in heaven if we'll trust the Lord. Listen. He's our hope. In John 3, 16, He said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. He is our comfort. We can see that in John 14, 3, when he said, I'll go away to prepare a place, and if I go away, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. In him there's no fear over in Isaiah 41, 10. He said, fear not, fear not, fear not, for I am with thee. He says that in Isaiah 40, 41, 10. Then he says, he is my joy in Psalms 30, verse 5. You know what he said there? Weeping may endure for the night, <laughs> but joy is coming in the morning. That's what he said. You can take it to the bank. It may, may be bad right now and don't look good right now, but the morning's coming, and oh, happy day, happy day when it comes. It's going to be a wonderful time in the morning. Amen. I'm glad he's my joy. He'll be there when death comes. How do you know that, preacher? We go by the Word of God over in Psalms 23 in verse 4. David say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, <laughs> I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. He's with us, church. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He'll go all the way through this coronavirus. He's been through Ebola with us. He's been through the, the measles with us and all these other crazy diseases that's come up on us. He's went right through it with us. Did you know the Lord knowed all about this virus before it ever come? Before it ever showed up on our shores, He knowed it was coming. And I tell you today, He knows where you're at right now. He knows what you need. He knows that you're hurting. He knows that you're afraid and that you're fearful. But can I tell you, He's an on-time God. He's a God that loves you unconditionally. He's a God that'll meet you right there in your home where you're at right now. Would you take a moment and bow your head with me?